Hello and welcome back. I hope everybody who is a mom or has a mom or a grandmom and all the other moms, dads who are moms, had a wonderful Mother's Day. And so today is the next day and I just, I first of all want to thank everybody for listening and supporting and sharing the stories that I talk about and um, I just hope that everybody is safe. Um, I do want to let you know that if you or someone you know you suspect is in a violent relationship that you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800 799 S-A-F-E or 7233 and I will put that number in the description below. Also, if you would like to reach out to me, you can reach me at isurvivechildhood at gmail.com. And so today I want to talk about Dawn Schiller. She, um, okay, well, so in the 70s, she had a mother who was an immigrant, did not have English as a first language, and her father was a Vietnam War veteran. So he was suffering from PTSD and probably some other things. And um, they had taken a, well, they had relocated to California. And then the dad decided to abandon his family and so um, Dawn and her sister were being raised by the mother who was working multiple jobs trying to keep a roof over their head and food on the table and she wasn't making a lot of money and there were times when they didn't have as much as they needed. And in this apartment complex where she lived, John Holmes one of, was one of the... Um, managers there. And for those of you who don't know, John Holmes in his day was famous for being a porn star and having a particularly large um, manhood. We'll just put it at that. But Dawn, she was 15. Now, now John was 32 at the time. So that right there is a huge red flag for any adult who sees a relationship between a young person and someone who is significantly older, that is definitely a flag. And he spent time grooming her before he actually made her his, quote, girlfriend. And I say it like that because Dawn doesn't actually want to acknowledge him as a boyfriend. When you listen to her interviews now, she doesn't call she doesn't want to call him that because it wasn't a healthy relationship. But he would do things like bring them food or give her and her sister odd jobs around the apartment complex so that they would have a little extra money, things like that. And eventually um, she ended up in a relationship with him he, and he got her an apartment. So, she, you know, I think she was like 15 or 16 by this point. So she felt very grown up. She had this older man who was interested in her and he was 
quote providing for her later on she'll say you know like some of the kinds of food that he would bring to her was really not healthy food it was sandwiches and kind of junk food and that kind of thing the other thing that he did in this grooming process and also as a way to control her as time went on was he supplied drugs for her now I, I think she might have been smoking weed at the time um, and so he was giving her weed and other you know it escalated to other drugs and um, you know John was involved in some heavier drugs like cocaine I think was his thing and so he he would do this and, and I guess somewhere along the line they ended up moving away from that apartment I don't know exactly where they were living I, they stayed in hotels a lot of times and one of the things that John would do well, he obviously he beat her but most of the time that was in private um, but he would he would leave her with no car no you know they didn't have cell phones at the time either so if you know reaching somebody was much more difficult than it is today um, but you know she might be sitting in a hotel room with no way of reaching anybody or minimal amount of contact with anybody and no transportation no food no drugs no nothing you know she'd just be sitting there waiting for him to come back and of course he would come back he would give her, you know, a little bit of something to get high and some, you know, a minimal amount of food and, and, and those kind of things. Um, so that that's really how he controlled her. You know, when he came back, there was this sense of gratitude that, oh, you finally came back and now you're taking care of me again. But he did other things to her, um, one of which was really, really horrible, was that he would prostitute her out for money. And now, this is something that I don't really understand. I mean, because when she met him, he was at the height of his career in pornography. And I don't really know what porn stars were making at the time. But, you know, he had an income from that. And he also had an income when he was managing that apartment. So I just don't understand why he never really had enough money to live a stable life other than maybe he was just snorting it and drinking it and smoking it all I, I just don't know but um, I guess that's the possibility there's really no clear explanation for that but to get back to it he would prostitute her out to various people to get some money and one of those people was um, Eddie Nash who among other things he was kind of a some kind of a criminal he had nightclubs and things but I think he did some other um, shady kinds of work and so for whatever reason he prostituted her to Eddie Nash and then of course afterwards and she didn't want to do this but afterwards um, I believe he beat her pretty badly after the Eddie Nash incident so um, if you if you know the movie Wonderland with um, Val Kilmer in it uh, that's the story about the Wonderland murder so Val uh, not Val Kilmer um John Holmes was involved in this uh, murder where everybody in that house was um, killed and it had to do with a scheme that John Holmes was involved with with the people living in the Wonderland house that went and they basically stole a lot of stuff from Eddie Nash and so the payback was to have those people murdered and um, John Holmes was supposed to have been involved in that. He was acquitted, but then there was a hit put out for 
John um, by Eddie Nash. That's my understanding of it. So um, John and Don um, ran away to Florida. So here they are now. They're living in Florida in a hotel and things are not good and she's living in this hotel and she described it as um, people thought they were the this cute couple um, which again you know here we are we're talking about a young girl who now at by this time she it was just like five years later so she's a legal adult but there's still this huge age age difference so he would have been 37 and she would have been in her 20s I guess and um, there was this was the first and only time that she says that he beat her in public and he did he must have beaten her pretty bad and people saw it so the way she got away was the next day um, some people who had witnessed it saw him leave and she was in the hotel room alone and they knocked on the door and they said we'll get you out of here and so she got out and, you know she escaped and she turned John into the police so they knew where he was and um, oh that's what it was so he, he was wanted for that trial and he I guess he fled and so that he went back to California and um, was acquitted um, so I had mentioned earlier that Dawn you know she's doing so much better now she's doing a lot of things for victims of domestic violence and for teenagers who are at risk um, she's she's written a book um, the road through Wonderland surviving John Holmes which I read is an awesome book um, I'll put a link for that uh, in the description also if you want to read that book um, she really um, she goes into a lot of detail about her her life um, but you know she's she's managed to turn it around and one of the things that she says in her interviews you know it wasn't over with when she escaped John she was now addicted to substances and she had left the country for a while because there was still a hit out on her and on John and she her father was living in Thailand by this point so she was there for a couple of years and drinking and partying and doing all kinds of things that weren't healthy eventually she came back to the United States once she realized that it was safe again and by now John has AIDS and was dying you know so he eventually passed away um, but she was still caught up in this uh, life of abuse and, and even come to the point where she was homeless she was living in a uh, junkyard which is I don't know how that works because I've never been in that situation but by a miracle, um, a woman had um, dropped off another woman that was living in the junkyard and asked Dawn if she wanted to go to a, a meeting of some sort for addictions. And Dawn took her up on it. And that was a turning point in her life where she was able to recover from her addiction and go back to school and get a degree and move on to what she was doing now. But my reason for telling you all of this is that um, in her case the drugs were not just what he used to groom her but also her way of self-medicating dealing with um, issues that she had with her childhood prior to meeting John and then of course dealing with or lack of dealing you know however you want to look at it um, with the abuse that she had suffered 
so, you know, step one for her was getting away from him, and then step two was recognizing what the the drugs had done to her, and that this was not helping her get in, you know, into a, a healthier state of mind, and getting over those drugs, the drug abuse and the alcohol abuse or whatever her addictions were, and then turning it around and moving on to do something positive with her life. And I think in this world where we talk about domestic violence, it's one of the things that we don't always acknowledge is how substance abuse can play into that, not just with the abuser, because a lot of times we, we know that you know when somebody gets drunk or when they're high, they tend to be more abusive. But the victims as well use these substances to self-medicate when their self-esteem is not what it should be and when they're not dealing with the skeletons in the closet that make them feel like they deserve to be treated this way or not being able to think clearly enough because they're inebriated to get out of a situation that could potentially be life-threatening so that's a big issue it's separate but it's also part of the issue and I just wanted to first of all um, acknowledge that but then again to state that um, you know her story is one of triumph and um, success and she's managed to turn it around and do so much good she's doing so so much good and I think she has another book coming out this year in 2021. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's about. I just kind of um, was listening to an interview of hers, and it, it sounded like she's got something coming out this year. So I'm excited to see what that book is about. Um, you know, but if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and watch the Wonderland movie. It gives you some insight into John Holmes, although it's not. Uh, that may be, oh, this is another thing. She was 19 years old when she was consulted for that movie. And um, there was a scene, the scene where he really beat her. And they cut that out. They cut that part of the movie out. And the reasoning for that was they, the people who produced the movie wanted John Holmes to be a sympathetic character, you know, for the sake of the movie. And I understand that. But Dawn had said that she felt like she was being punched in the face because that was a really um, significant part of the relationship that he had with her. They kind of glossed over some of the things that he did to her um, in the movie, but it was also the motivating factor for her to tell her story from her point of view. So, you know, that's another part of the phenomenon is there's always three sides to the story you know there's yours mine and the truth and she felt like she needed to tell her side of the story and she did and you know I've told my part of the story in some of these podcasts and you know if you're somebody who survived you have your story too and so we all have our own story and I think it's important that we tell it so anyway that is my thoughts on John Don Schiller. I think she's amazing. Um, and if you get a chance, watch the movie and read her book, and we will see what she's got coming out this year. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe and 
I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.